Thank you for joining us today for TEDCO Talks, a new series featuring thought leaders in economic development from across the state of Maryland. Join TEDCO CEO, Troy Lamel Stovall, in thought-provoking conversations with regional leaders about the future of Maryland's innovation ecosystem. In this episode, Troy is joined by Ben Wu, President and CEO of the Montgomery County Economic Development Corporation. Listen now to learn more about Ben Wu and the role they play in supporting Maryland and DC's entrepreneurial community. Welcome to TEDCO Talks. This is my name is Troy Lamel Stovall. I'm the Chief Operating Officer and Executive Director at TEDCO. And this is our opportunity to talk to leaders across the state to learn about what they're doing and who they are and learn a little bit more about themselves and their organizations. Today, I'm really, really excited to, to talk to uh, someone who has been a, a staunch advocate of economic development uh, across the state and has served the state in many capacities, uh, Ben Wu, who leads the Montgomery County Economic Development Authority. Ben, thanks for being on, on the show today. Oh, Troy, hey, thank you for the invitation. It's a pleasure to be here with you. And congratulations on your appointment. I, I think this is your, you're entering your third month now <laughs> as the head of uh, TEDCO, and we're just so excited because we've had a chance to chat a little bit uh, and to talk about our shared interests and mm -hmm. our mutual uh, support that we can offer each other. Uh, and we're just so excited about your leadership, the direction that you want to take this organization towards, uh, and how this can so much help uh, our state. Uh, and Montgomery County remain as technologically preeminent as we want to be and can be. Well, I appreciate that, Ben. I really do. And I'm looking forward to, uh, like I said, we, we have some common friends and our common friends say hello. Um, and actually, on that point, um, have you not had a chance to go down to RFK? His wife has done this great memorial to all the folks who died from COVID uh, down at the RFK parking lot. Uh, it's it's an amazing memorial that they, they, they set up down there. So if you had a chance, yeah, go, go, ch yes. go check it out. Go check it out. Um, well, look, man, let's 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 kind of jump into this. Tell me, you know, you have been as I as I did in my intro, have been a servant. You're truly a servant leader to the state of Maryland. Uh, once you let folks know a little bit about Ben and kind of how Ben got to Montgomery County. Well, you know, in a sense, it, it's returning back home to Montgomery County. Uh, so I. I grew up in the area. Uh, I was originally born in Taiwan, but ever since I came to the States, I've always lived in Maryland in uh, Montgomery County. Uh, and so uh, I went to public school here uh, in Montgomery County. Uh, and then uh, I went to law school and came back home uh, and worked for uh, Montgomery County's member of Congress, Connie Morella. Uh, and Connie, uh, I was with Connie in, uh, working for her for 13 years. Uh, and I also uh, was counsel for her on uh, the committee uh, in which she chaired the technologies uh, subcommittee of the house. Uh, and that was during the time in which we had a number of technological innovations uh, that uh, have helped change uh, quality of life as we know it, and also uh, have led to a number of breakthroughs from uh, cybersecurity to medical technologies such as uh, genetic testing, uh, human cloning, uh, and uh, being engaged uh, in those national competitiveness issues and technology development issues on the national stage uh, during the advent of the internet was really quite exciting. Uh, so I then left uh, Connie's uh, uh, position uh, in Congress uh, and I was uh, nominated uh, uh, to be the uh, Assistant Secretary uh, for 
of Commerce uh, by President Bush, uh, and also uh, the Deputy Undersecretary uh, for uh, Technology uh, over at Commerce. And as a consequence, I had a chance to uh, oversee uh, NIST, uh, National Institute mm -hmm. of Standards and Technology, uh, which is our nation's oldest federal laboratory uh, and the only federal laboratory with the express mission of working with industry. Uh, and then subsequently, I worked uh, for the state uh, for uh, Governor Ehrlich, uh, and then also, uh, most recently, I was the Deputy Secretary of Commerce for Governor Hogan, uh, and uh, then came back home uh, to Montgomery County and uh, took on this position at the beginning of the year. And uh, during my tenure, uh, though, previously, uh, I had a chance uh, to work uh, to uh, help develop TEDCO uh, from its very inception uh, back in 1998 uh, because of uh, my uh, oversight on the technology issues for the country, uh, I was asked by uh, the legislators uh, to uh, take a look at uh, this uh, legislation that they were going to create uh, to try to, to stand up uh, the Maryland Technology Economic or Technology Development uh, Corporation, TEDCO. Uh, and so I've had a chance to work with, I think, each of uh, your predecessors uh, from Phil Singerman. Okay. Uh, the very first uh, TechCo executive director, who uh, I should add that we just uh, brought uh, over to uh, the Montgomery County Economic Development Corporation so as a yes. advisor uh, after Phil just retired from his federal service as many years. Uh, and then from you know, Phil to uh, Renee uh, to uh, Rob uh, to George and now, now to you. So uh, all, all very exciting because uh, you know, TechCo plays such an important role uh, for uh, our uh, state uh, in helping to support entrepreneurship, in helping to support startups, uh, and to uh, help develop that technology uh, development ecosystem that is so critical uh, for our economy. Uh, and so when I was over uh, with Governor Hogan uh, over at Commerce, uh, we wanted to make sure that we were aligned uh, working very closely uh, together with Commerce and TEDCO, uh, as well as a number of our other uh, interagency uh, fellow colleagues uh, to make sure that we continue to develop that uh, ecosystem uh, and uh, to work closely with our academic institutions, mm -hmm. our federal assets, uh, and all the things that really make Maryland uh, such a leader uh, in technology. Uh, and so uh, the good news is that you're walking into uh, an environment uh, that uh, you know, we hope will continue to be robust uh, but we're very excited and see uh, where you're going to take uh, TEDCO uh, into the future. Well, thank you for that. Um, and, but more so, thank you for your service. And a lot of, lot of different places we could go with, 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 with your service and what you've done and your connection to TEDCO and connection to the state. But um, let, let me start with, let's, let's, let some of our listeners learn a little bit more about uh, EDA and you know, what it's about. Clearly, Montgomery County is a significant part of the state's economy. I believe it's like 25% of, of the mm -hmm. state's economy is represented by Montgomery, and it's clearly the largest county in the state of Maryland. Uh, so obviously it's economic, uh, it's, it's an important economic engine uh, for the state, but tell me a little bit about what your role is and, and what EDA does to, to sustain that. Well, Montgomery County, as you mentioned, Troy, we are 25% of the state's GDP. Uh, and I've told the governor that, you know, as we look to an economic recovery, uh, the state cannot recover unless Montgomery County leads the way. Uh, one of every four dollars flows uh, through Montgomery County. Also, we have a number of the assets uh, that can allow us to most expeditiously move forward 
uh, in, uh, in economic recovery to try to get to the other side of this pandemic crisis. And so uh, what we're trying to do uh, within uh, our Montgomery County Economic Development Corporation is to uh, help create the strategies uh, for economic recovery, uh, but also, uh, you know, normally as an economic development organization, we're traditionally focused on attraction, retention, and expansion for businesses. Mm-hmm. Uh, but because of COVID-19, uh, the public health crisis, uh, and then the resulting economic devastation uh, that we've seen, and then coupled with uh, the, the social uh, unrest, as well as uh, the political issues uh, you know, that are impacting current events, uh, that demand the need for a more inclusive economy. Uh, we're trying to uh, not just recover economically, but also see how we can reset the priorities mm-hmm. uh, to uh, be better than we are uh, and to take advantage of this crisis uh, with new opportunities. Uh, and so uh, we're engaged in that effort uh, right now. Uh, and you know, it's, we, we have obviously, you know, looking at, the economy, we have challenges that we're going to continue to see. Uh, but uh, what we're fortunate in Maryland uh, is that our job recovery has been stronger than other parts of the country. Uh, and also regionally, uh, we are uh, outperforming uh, some of uh, our regional uh, colleagues and, and neighboring states. Uh, but uh, you know, we still have a long way to go. Uh, and uh, you know, we're looking uh, to try to, to develop strategies uh, that uh, will move us forward. But the economists are also suggesting that the impact of uh, this pandemic crisis economically uh, may not allow us to have a recovery to pre-2019 levels for maybe two years or three years. Uh, and so we still have work to do. But as we move forward, uh, there are significant opportunities that we can have uh, that can reset some of, of the, the, the ways in which we do business that will allow for uh, a more inclusive economy that will allow for all segments of the population to uh, be able to uh, be beneficiaries, uh, and especially in the tech space. Uh, and that's why we're so eager to work with you on uh, these issues, because we know that that's one of your priorities. No, it is. And I, you used a couple of words that I want to kind of drill down on. Use the word reset um, because I, I, you know, I've talked about this. I think you're right. I mean, if, if all we're trying to do is restart what was back in February, we've lost the opportunity to address some of these challenges that were always there, but now have become more, you know, more, more to the fore. So what are some things that uh, Montgomery County is trying to do to in that whole reset? I mean, that's, that's a hard thing to do, right? How do you really reset an economy? It's not just about restarting. If it's just about restarting, then, you know, it'd be easy. But you, you used the word reset a couple of times, and I don't disagree with you. But what are some of the things that you guys are thinking about there in Montgomery County to reset the economy there in Montgomery County? Well, I think one of the things that we need to do is uh, to make sure that we're much more inclusive in our programs. Uh, for example, access to capital, uh, trying to help support uh, entrepreneurship uh, and startups uh, in a way that uh, will allow for all segments of those interested populations to be able to participate. Uh, workforce development, for example, is another key area, uh, not just trying to make sure that we have uh, sector strategies, uh, curriculum development, uh, but also that we have people who 
uh, want to participate in the workforce uh, that you know we can uh, allow for that participation to come through. Uh, I know that uh, Troy, you had mentioned uh, in one of our conversations that what you're looking for is you're trying to develop a coalition of the willing uh, <laughs> in your efforts. Uh, and I think that you can count on Montgomery County and the EDC uh, here to be a member of uh, that coalition because we're certainly willing to uh, try to do what we can uh, because it's not going to be just uh, what we can do within our jurisdictional borders. It's going to require uh, a, a uh, alliance of folks uh, that will uh, be able to work together uh, so that uh, we can share resources, leverage each other's uh, assets, but also uh, to be able to send the signal uh, that, you know, hey, in Maryland, we're going to be doing things a little bit differently and we're going to be much more inviting. Uh, and I think that will also not just help us economically, uh, but what we're trying to do is continue to brand Maryland uh, and mm-hmm. trying to uh, make sure that people understand uh, that, you know, we're not just inviting, but this is the place where you need to be. Uh, and in Montgomery County, diversity is one of the hallmarks uh, of our county. Uh, we are, I believe, one of the most diverse uh, mm-hmm. counties uh, in the country. Uh, and uh, in Maryland, we're one of the most diverse states in the country, of which Montgomery County, I think, is the most diverse out of the 24 jurisdictions. Uh, and so we also see an imperative, uh, not just for marketing and branding, uh, but also to ensure that uh, our economy uh, and all segments of our population are as successful as possible and are have programs uh, and, and services uh, and opportunities uh, for entrepreneurship and startups. Uh, as uh, we can and, and invite them into our technology developed economy. Yeah, that's that's a lot of great points there. You know, one of the interesting things about everything about Montgomery County, that you and I talked about this and I've talked to others, is that you don't, you know, all due respect to the folks at, at, the, at the community college and the Shady Grove, you don't have a, uh, a native institution, a four-year institution there in Montgomery County. Clearly you have what the, the great example of Shady Grove and what they're doing there and Clearly, I have, I'm very good friends with your with friends with at Montgomery County Community College. I think they're doing some outstanding work. But I guess my point question is, not having that native four-year institution, how do you think about doing that given you don't have that, you know, you don't have a University of Maryland type of model like Prince mm-hmm. George's has in, in, in Montgomery County? How do you balance that? Well, you know, we're often compared uh, in Montgomery County to uh, some of the tech hubs around the country, Silicon Valley, Route 28, uh, you know, uh, Research Triangle Park uh, mm-hmm. in San Diego, Austin. Uh, and uh, in peeling back the onion on in those areas, uh, it seems like the secret sauce that they have uh, in which they exploit is the fact that they have research university institutions as well as graduate and postdocs uh, Mm -hmm. that uh, help fuel uh, their uh, creativity, uh, their innovation, and then also uh, who end up developing into entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. Uh, And in Montgomery County, uh, it's true, we don't have uh, a four-year institution. We have Montgomery College, uh, which is a uh, one of the top uh, community colleges in the country. Uh, we have the universities at Shady Grove, uh, which is a collection of universities, a system of Maryland institutions, uh, which reside there. But USG doesn't have a degree granting or research capabilities as of yet, although we are talking with the Board of Regents and also Chancellor Perman of the system uh, to, 
to see whether or not you know that might be something in the cards uh, for the future. Uh, we also have uh, a new leader uh, over at USG since Stu Edelstein retired after his long service of of uh, leading that uh, universities at Shady Grove. Uh, so Anne uh, Kadamian is starting mm-hmm. over. So uh, between Jay, who's also relatively new, uh, Anne uh, and the regents, uh, maybe we uh, can help collectively uh, redefine what the focus of Shady Grove would be. But in Maryland, we also have uh, uh, Johns Hopkins, uh, which is the top federal uh, research uh, university uh, in terms of uh, grant dollars uh, in the country. We also have uh, our flagship campus uh, over at College Park that does terrific research work that's hailed as one of the top in the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we have assets that we can work with and partner with, uh, but uh, in Montgomery County, uh, you know, the, the, the secret sauce, if in fact that is uh, the research uh, in university presence, uh, we are having a conversation about how we might be able to develop that, uh, either through USG, uh, through the invitation of other research universities, either domestic or nas- international, uh, and also working with our federal agencies that are there, because uh, NIST, NIH, uh, you know, FDA, DOE, uh, you know, several uh, of these uh, research laboratories uh, on the federal side uh, have uh, the, the graduate students and postdocs uh, that uh, come in from uh, not just around the country, but also around the world uh, to work at those agencies. And so we want to engage with them as well uh, so that uh, we might be able to encourage them uh, to stay here in Montgomery County and then but in doing so allow us to have a brain gain. Uh, yeah. and, and, but to do that, we need to not just uh, foster their time here, but also to help support uh, their potential placement in one of the industries that we have uh, in Montgomery County or uh, to allow them to be able to develop their entrepreneurial spirit uh, in some way. So that's one of the particular areas uh, that we're looking at. No, no, and you know, that, you know, that speaks to the heart of what I want to, what I love about that we've got to find a way you mentioned diversity inclusion a couple of times, but we got to make sure that when, you know, when the, the, the traditional white guy starts the, the next great company there in Montgomery County, he doesn't just surround himself with other white guys. He surrounds himself with other people, whether from Shady Grove or Coppin State or Frostburg, we find a way to make those, those, those connective tissues happen. And that's what builds an ecosystem, right? Uh, it's, 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 it's minimizing those degrees. If you just take a look at the demographic data for Silicon Valley, uh, over half of the companies that uh, have been started uh, were started by uh, minorities. Exactly. Uh, and you, know, it's, you also see a significant portion uh, in other parts of the country in those tech hubs. Uh, and so it's to our benefit uh, to be able to make sure that everybody uh, is supported and that we uh, utilize uh, an inclusive approach. Uh, towards trying to support entrepreneurs and startups. So let's get to the, the you know, look, you started, you, know, you said at the beginning of 2020, January 2020, everybody's thinking, well, 2020, great year. We're in the 20th year of, of the millennium and God, things are going well. Economy's doing pretty good, you know, you know, and all. And then this thing, COVID, and, you know, first it was overseas and no one thought this thing was going to come over here and look what's happened. Um, 
and, and so we are where we are, and we're not, we're not going to turn this to a political debate because it doesn't have to be that, but clearly it has impacted all of our lives in, in, a, in a tremendous amount of ways. So talk to me and talk to, the, to our audience about how COVID has affected what you do there in Montgomery County and, and how you mentioned a little bit already how it's changed, kind of how you're thinking. So I'm sure you came in with some strategies and how some of those strategies maybe have been altered because of COVID. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think uh, I joke with my board chair and uh, our board how you know, they didn't tell me about this when I was being selected. <laughs> you know, we were going to face uh, this global public health crisis uh, and then the resulting uh, economic devastation uh, from the pandemic that's probably the greatest economic devastation of our lifetime. Uh, and then, you know, coupled with all the current events, uh, from the social as well as the political uh, events that have impacted uh, how 2020 has gone. Uh, and, you know, we're, I think several of us are eager to turn the page into 2021. <laughs> but, uh, you know, and a lot of the, the, the initiatives that uh, I had planned uh, to put in place, uh, you know, we're still trying to execute, uh, but uh, our priority has also shifted from the traditional economic development mission of attraction, retention, and expansion uh, to have to focus on uh, the economic uh, or in the COVID response, uh, economic recovery, uh, and then also uh, ways in which we uh, can really just get to the other side uh, of this crisis. Uh, what Montgomery County, though, uh, is doing and has been a significant player in. And even in our uh, in these difficult times, we've been able to uh, have significant attraction opportunities uh, because of our life sciences uh, preeminence. Uh, and uh, we've been able uh, to really be a leader, uh, not just of in uh, some of the research, but also the potential development of what may be uh, a, a COVID-19 vaccine drug. Uh, and if you look at not just what's going on within our industry, uh, but also the fact that uh, NIH is located in Montgomery County, uh, you know, that includes Tony Fauci's NIAID, uh, and then FDA, uh, which is also playing a big role in the regulatory approval process, uh, you know, and uh, all the industry activities uh, that we're having. Uh, we just had uh, over the course of the past several months, over three, almost three and a half billion dollars wow. uh, worth of funding uh, for life sciences companies uh, related to COVID alone, uh, from Operation Warp Speed to uh, the uh, private funding, as well as uh, foundational support. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, we have out of the five global, well, considered the five major global uh, candidates for vaccine, uh, we have uh, Novavax uh, headquartered in Montgomery County. Uh, we have uh, uh, Emergent, uh, which is partnering with J&J. &J. Uh, and then we also have AstraZeneca uh, headquartered, well, not headquartered, but their presence the uh, in yeah. Montgomery County. Uh, and then additionally, GlaxoSmithKline has their United States vaccine headquarters uh, in, in Montgomery County as well. So we're, we're playing a very significant role uh, in uh, COVID uh, research uh, and development. Uh, and we're also, even in these very difficult times, attracting uh, life sciences companies uh, to Maryland. We had Arinia coming in from Canada. Uh, we had Nobel Pharma coming in from Japan. Uh, On-demand uh, pharmaceuticals uh, came up from Richmond. And then also autonomous uh, pharmaceuticals came in uh, from uh, uh, New York. And then 
Uh, we're also seeing some major expansion between Emergent, Novavax, uh, Kyogen, and others uh, that are uh, expanding their footprint in order to meet the needs and demands of uh, the research and development related to COVID as well as other uh, life sciences. So uh, we're actually, from our uh, life sciences industry, uh, we're uh, doing probably better than uh, expected and better than other parts of the country because uh, of the significant work that's being done. But what we also see uh, is that other industry sectors, uh, especially restaurant, retail, hospitality, I mean, they've been just so impacted, uh, you know, detrimentally that, uh, you know, it, while certain aspects of our economy are, are doing very well still in these times, uh, we also have significant industry sectors uh, that are still reeling uh, from uh, the whole crisis. So. Absolutely. So do you see or have you thought about, you know, our behaviors are going to change because of COVID? You know, again, let's all assume that a vaccine will come and we'll, you, you and I will do this at some point, seeing one another um, uh, be in the same place. So at some point we'll, we'll start socializing again. But I guess I believe that some of our behaviors are going to change because of COVID. I, my, my wife, was we were joking about how one of her friends said she's never going to be at a birthday party again where someone blows out the candles. I, I, she didn't realize how, you know, how inappropriate it is to blow out the candle and eat the cake with the candles. But our behaviors are going to change. I guess my, my question to you, Ben, is how can, and, you know, you talked about what's happening, you know, these multi-billion dollar corporations, obviously what's happening at, with your restaurants, but in between you got these entrepreneurs who are trying to figure out what's the next thing for them to do. And, and so what are some things that, you are seeing and that the, uh, Montgomery County is trying to help and obviously what can TEPCO do to help, help those entrepreneurs take advantage of these behavioral shifts and other things that are gonna happen in a, in a post-COVID post world? Well, we're gonna have to reassess the whole working environment uh, within the office as well. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, within the life sciences industry, you pretty much need to be in the lab. Uh, mm -hmm. You need to uh, have that engagement there, but for other technologies uh, such as IT, uh, on the cyber end, uh, it's possible that it could be done remotely. Uh, and then if, if so, then do we have, need to have a company have to have a physical presence? Uh, and you know, that also begs the question about uh, how should we, we devise incubators uh, within you know, our net incubator networks? Uh, and what's the best way to connect uh, these smaller companies? It used to be the thinking was that uh, by having a, a congregation of small companies in an incubator. Uh, they could share uh, resources, they could uh, share best practices, they, there could be a lot of synergies uh, that uh, we could also have better ways to engage with these smaller companies and help uh, mentor them, also to help provide them with services if they're all together. Uh, and you know, the incubator model, I, is that going to be outdated post-COVID? I think that we need to have that conversation uh, mm -hmm. as well. Uh, so, yeah, there will be a number of shifts and changes as well. We'll just need to continue to adapt and react uh, to what the industry needs are. So, can I, and can I move to sort of some closing thoughts? So, like you said, you got hired in January. You told your board. I'm sure you gave them some ideas of what you thought you know it might look like. I'm sure you gave them a two to three, four year, five year kind of thoughts or vision of what you thought Montgomery County could look like. How has that shifted given COVID? Well, some of the aspects and components have shifted. Uh, but one thing that 
remains constant uh, in terms of the strategy between then and now, uh, and also in the future, uh, is the importance uh, of partnerships and working together. Uh, you know, because at the end of the day, we're one jurisdiction. We may be the yeah, out of the 24 jurisdictions in the state, we may be uh, the most populous uh, and uh, you know, with all of our resources, but at the end of the day, we're still one jurisdiction. Mm-hmm. In order for us to work effectively and have the most impact, we need to uh, develop partnerships and collaborations uh, throughout the state with TEDCO, uh, but also uh, within our uh, region. Uh, and so we're doing that uh, with a, a regional alliance that we have within our Maryland National Capital Regional Economic Development uh, Alliance uh, and of the six counties that are in Maryland that are uh, in the greater Washington area, but then also uh, working regionally with uh, the uh, Virginia, our Virginia colleagues across the river, as well as in D.C. Uh, and so we're engaged uh, in some regional efforts there through Connected DMV uh, to try to stand up uh, potentially a pandemic uh, preparedness center, uh, and then also uh, a quantum innovation center. Uh, and so those are some components uh, that we are looking at because we want to make sure that, you know, when, if the, if the region can demonstrate that there's a need uh, and there's support uh, for uh, those centers, for example, or for other ways in which we can collectively support technology development, uh, then that continues to brand us uh, as the place to be. Uh, and, you know, we already consider ourselves the vaccine capital of the world because we have uh, such great energy uh, related to uh, the vaccine uh, research and development for all the reasons I had listed before. Uh, but uh, we also want to be able to uh, have uh, that recognition uh, in other areas, especially for the greater Washington area and for Maryland uh, as uh, the technology preeminence that we have and uh, we should be able to uh, try to uh, position ourselves to differentiate ourselves also from other parts of the country. Gotcha. Well, look, Ben, I thank you for your time, for your commitment. Um, again, I'm looking forward to working with uh, with both you personally and, and, and with Montgomery County, uh, the authority there, or the commissioner. And um, I can't tell you how excited. Thank you for inviting me to speak to the uh, to the national capital uh, counties. Uh, that was that was uh, impressive. Got a lot of feedback from that, so I appreciate that. But so I kind of let you have the floor. Any kind of closing comments you want to have for for me or Ted Cole or for the audience? Well, once again, I just can't tell you how excited we are uh, that you're now in place, Troy. Uh, and thank you also. I understand that this is the very first, the maiden. You are your inaugural. So I feel very honored. Uh, so I, I, I'm sure you'll get a sense from your other speakers and from your other uh, TEDCO talks about the power that we have uh, here in the state. Uh, and I, you know, consider us uh, as partners, as members of your coalition of the willing, uh, that you know, we're all looking forward uh, to do what we can within our jurisdictions, but also to support the greater goal of making sure that uh, Maryland is as strong as possible. And TEDCO is such a key player uh, in the technology development, uh, the entrepreneurship space, and also the startup space for uh, our state. So you know, we look forward to partnering with you, uh, with TEDCO, uh, and I think we can do some a little bit of Damage and maybe have some fun together. Have some fun together. So again, okay. I want to thank Ben, who uh, is in charge of the Montgomery County Economic Development uh, Commission, and then this is Troy Stovall, 
uh, the CEO at Tedco, uh, with a, our first session of Tedco Talks. Thanks, everybody. Thanks again, Ben. Appreciate you. Thank you, Troy. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks again for listening. And a special thank you to our guest, Ben Wu, for joining in today's discussion. For more information on Tedco and its activities, check us out at www.tedcomd.com. If you enjoyed today's discussion, consider sharing and subscribing to Tedco Talks.